Welcome back to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. So good to have you with us. I hope you're falling in love with Pastor Daniel and Erica from Uganda. As we've heard their story so far, we've heard about their broken childhood, right? Today, we're going to hear how God is using all that pain to birth something so beautiful in Uganda. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions where we help you support amazing indigenous church planners just like Daniel and Erica, who are reaching their country for Christ in such powerful ways. Today is the greatest turning to Jesus ever, and God is using indigenous church planners to lead the charge. Uganda is just one of the many countries you're supporting, and I just want to take a moment and thank you for your prayers and support on behalf of hundreds of indigenous church planners that you are supporting all over the world. You're sending them into full-time gospel ministry, and it's such an honor to serve the Lord together. Today, we continue our conversation with Pastor Daniel from Uganda as he shares with us the story of how God led him and his wife, Erica, to start an orphanage in Uganda that is sharing God's love with hundreds of orphans and families and bringing hope and love and the gospel to so many in the country of Uganda. Well, it's so good to be back with Pastor Daniel from Uganda, and uh, we're hearing his story, really his life story and his ministry. So, Pastor Daniel, today we're going to talk about orphans, and I know this is big on your heart and on Erica's heart. And so, will you take us uh, just into an understanding of why are there so many orphans in Uganda? Pastor Mark, thank you so much. Uh, May the Lord bless you you together with Mama Tracy and together with 360 South. Uh, this is the reason why Uganda has many orphans. One is because of uh, wars, you, because Uganda has been going through civil wars since 1962. Uh, this is when we had our independence. But then after that, then Uganda started going through civil wars and uh, until 1986. So within all those other years, uh, Uganda uh, had so many orphans because fathers were killed. And then uh, uh, on top of that, then HIV AIDS that also killed as many parents as, you know, because uh, because there is some there are some cultures here where by the husband uh, has to marry many wives and they have to produce as many children as possible so that also caused so many orphans to be able to be in the country because at the end of the day uh, fathers and mothers died and then also there are some cultures still whereby if the father dies, then the young sister, uh, they, they go back into the family and they'll pick up uh, one of the relatives. And then that other relative uh, from the side of the wife would probably come and get married to this other family. So because of that, so many people died. Uh, on both sides. So that resulted into seeing so many children uh, being orphans in the country. 
And of course, Marelia has also contributed a lot, a lot, because so many children die and so many people die every day because actually people don't even have money to be able to go into the hospital. It, is, it seems not to be very expensive. Someone can be treated uh, at just like uh, $10, but at the end of the day, people will die because they don't have that $10 to be able to go and get the pills to be treated of malaria. Uh, the mosquito net is costing like $15 to $20 to be able to help in the prevention of the mosquito bites, but still people cannot afford that. Even the government has been providing some of those mosquito nets, but it's impossible to give them to over 44 millions. So all of these, then accidents, civil wars, domestic violence has also caused a lot, a lot of uh, children to be orphaned uh, in the country. Not only that, but also some children who are orphaned are children who have been rejected, abandoned, dropped on the streets. Uh, all of those turns to be orphans in the country. So when you sum it up all, uh, you will find out that uh, Uganda has so many orphans. Actually, we are looking at over 2.5 million or more of orphans in the country. Wow. Yeah. Uh, breaks our hearts because especially we know what scripture says about orphans. Uh, I know that you're very, very much so aware we all are, you know, especially in the book of James in chapter one, verse 27, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows. And I know that you and Erica have been doing this your whole life. So let's let's get back to your story. And thank you for that, Daniel. Uh, can you share with us? So you and Erica are married in Rwanda after the genocide. Then you make your way back to Uganda. So tell us kind of that story and just the pilgrimage of how ultimately uh, this led you into a, a, a tremendous ministry to orphans. Yeah, coming back from Rwanda, uh, actually, even before that, my wife told me, after we got married, she told me that she would never be in the house without orphans because that was her background. And then coming back to me, because I was also raised up as an orphan, abandoned and rejected by the parents, I also had that uh, within me. So when we came back to the country, we, Erica, of course, even before we had our firstborn, we still had and some other children living with us. But then when we come to the country, remember that she could not even speak my language because she was from another country. And uh, But her heart was so much on children. So Erica is the lady whereby when she finds any child, even on the street, she will always want to ask that child whether she, the child has parents, why the child is by him or herself on the street why the child is walking by him or herself. And she will always want to go in details, just trying to find out more about this child. So Pastor Mark one time happened that we went to, to plant a church in Chazanga. And when we went to plant a church uh, in uh, a place called Bijava, that is where 
we went, we had this crusade and then uh, open air crusade. And then in the evenings, we could have seminars where we could uh, teach the church leaders and other people. And then Erica just came across uh, some of the children. So the children were so close to her because whenever we went, she could not even be in the seminar, but she was always outside taking care of the children. So she just happened to have all these children one time uh, in our conference and the crusade, and she came up with 13 children. And after the crusade, she told me that she was taking the children to Kampala. That was like four hours drive. So she told me that I'm going with these children. And, and remember, we are living in one bedroom, the house. <laughs> we had at that time, uh, by that time we had four children. And then Erica came and said that she wanted to bring other 13 children to make a total of 17 children in the one bedroom, the house. <laughs> so I told Eric that this is impossible. We cannot make this. The reason was very easy to me. It was like, we did not, even as we were struggling to have food for our children, our children had been dropped out of school by that time. We did not even have clothes to give to them by that time. We never had the food enough for our family by that time. Even the crusade that we made that time, we just went there by faith, actually. We did not even have anything. So Erica told me that she wanted to bring 13 more children. I told her that it was going to be impossible. So Erica started crying. And she told me that if, I, if we don't take the children, then she told me that she was not going to come back home. So she started crying and she told me that I'm not going home. I'm going to stay here with all these children so that I may love them, comfort them, and then be able to, you know, give them whatever is necessary. But we did not also have anything. So I had to convince Erica to be able to bring her back home with the team to be able to organize and prepare for the children. But by that time, this was her call. This is something that the Lord had called her to do. And she felt so passionate to be able to have these children. So when we came back to our city and at our home, I had to talk with Erica. But any, every time that I, I mean, Erica could go out in the house and in the house, she was always telling me, let's go back and bring those children. Let's go back and bring those children. We had just started a church, very young church with a few families and then Erica was just on my neck that we need to bring those children. It wasn't until that I had to accept and we went to bring the children. So 13 children came in our house plus four of our children, 17 children, plus two of us, 19 and one other lady who was living with us to make a total of 20 people in one house. <laughs> this wasn't it was just a story that we always been sharing even in our community where the church is they everybody will tell you about this story so we went to the church and we told the church members that look here we have 13 more children is there anyone to help us with a mattress with some clothes with some everything and among the children who were brought some of them had hiv 
And the children of, I mean, the people, of course, gave us what they were able to. Torn mattresses, very dirty, but this is what they had. Clothes that were so torn to the level that nobody could put them on, but this is what they were able to afford in our small church. So we got all these mattresses and we tried to bring them all together. We got all these clothes, we washed them all again and we mended them and we tried to make sure that children were safe. So this is the story how these children started, uh, came into, uh, uh, into our lives more. And this is how we were, we were able to start the children's ministry that we've been able to, 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 to uh, lead uh, for the last 14 years now. Wow. <laughs> and you were just young in your marriage as well. I mean, you had some of your own children, but uh, what an incredible beginning to this that, that God birthed. Now, today, I, I've, I've been to the orphanage. The children are beautiful. How many children are there in the orphanage that uh, you guys lead? We have over 200 children now, 205. Wow. Yeah. So describe them a little bit and just how the ministry uh, moves forward in this orphanage. And it is a beautiful experience to visit and see. But tell us a little bit about the workings of that. Yeah, Pastor Mark, uh, actually, as you say, James 1.27, a true and undefiled religion is to take care of orphans and widows. So this is the scripture that always backs us up, eh, that it is the responsibility of the church to be able to support the orphans and widows. It is not only to visit them, but also to take care of them and support them so that they don't get contaminated into the world. So I think about this in so many different aspects, in the social aspect, uh, spiritual aspect, then mental aspect, physical aspect and then i look at it in so many different ways and then when i look at this in so many different ways one is that we just came to realize that if we don't support the children as a church then we are not fulfilling what the bible talks about in james 127 and then another question is that it is not the responsibility of the government to take care of the children, of the orphans, but it is the responsibility of the church, true religion, to be able to help the orphans and the widows. So bringing this up, we came to realize that God was calling us to be able to come out and be an example to all other churches in my community and in my country to be able to support the children and support the orphans in our community. So what we do with them is that we always encourage them, one, through the word of God, because we know that this is the only way that we can be able to disciple them so that they can become effective and good citizens. It is through the word of God, by discipling them. And we know uh, that if we disciple them through the word, then the word can be able to transform them. And doing this, I always bring up my example 
that I was also fostered by a certain family. And then when I came into this family, I was taken into the church. And when they took me into the church, they presented me before the church and they said that Daniel is now one of our sons. So because of what they did for me while I was still young as an orphan, this has helped me to become what I am today. Whenever I remember about that story and about the family that brought me out into the church and they received me in, I always think about that family and say that glory be to Jesus. I am what I am because somebody took me to the church. So we look at the spiritual part of it, which is very important. So what we do is we give them the spiritual part, which is so, so important. And we also give them the physical, the mental, and, and all other aspects. In, in our uh, spiritual part, mostly, is that we teach them the word, which is very important to build them. We don't only give them academics, but we know that all, even all other things can fail but the word of the Lord will never fail in their lives. Getting back to what the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's grown up, he will never forsake the ways of the Lord. And we always stand in such scriptures and we say, we just have to train up these children in the ways of God. So we help them spiritually. Then we help them physically by providing food for them, by providing medical for them, by giving them scholastic materials and by clothing them, them also and also giving them accommodation because this is also very, very important for them. They always need to have this kind of life so that they have this full life. So this is part of what we are doing in the country. And, and on top of that, we also have another uh, biblical concept that we are using right now is to not only being, keeping them in the offering center, but we also bring them to closer to families, church families, where they, these children feel like they have the sense of belonging and identity. Because, because it's also very important as we talk about this, we have seen that these children need to have a sense of belonging. For example, we've been talking about Jesus, who was once one time, adopted into the family of Joseph. We talk about uh, uh, Ruth. We talk about uh, Esther in, in the family of Mordecai. And you will find out that Moses was also in the family of Pharaoh. And yet he wasn't born there in that, in that family, but he was raised up in that family. But all of these children have turned the world upside down. When you look at all those stories, you are going to find out that uh, children, that orphans, need to be supported in one way or another. So what we do is we give them all those other benefits, but at the end of the day, we still connect them to some of the families who are willing and who have the heart to be able to foster them. So when they foster them, we still keep them at the school. We still take care of them in our school. And we keep and we provide and we do each and everything for them at school. But once in a while, we get to connect them to these other families so that they can feel like they have the sense of belonging and identity. So part of what we do in Uganda is that. 
Yeah, I remember when I first met you, Pastor Daniel, and I just uh, had never heard of a pastor doing what you had done at one point, and that was to bring all of those orphan kids in front of your church family. And uh, can you tell that story? Uh, because this is the unifying of the church and the mission of orphans that just was so beautifully portrayed. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when that happened in all the time frame, but uh, something brought about the need for you to bring those kids in front of your church family. Can you tell about that moment? Yeah, uh, the story just started like Erica was raised up in the orphanage center. And then Erica being raised up in the orphanage center, a time came that Erica, even now, what hurts her so much and what breaks her heart every day is that Erica missed what we call a sense of belonging or identity. So she still has the question, being in the orphanage center, that why is it that I was not taken into a family? Why is it that nobody came to pick me up? So I was taken into a family. And when they took me into a family, myself, this family helped me a lot to be able to raise me in the things of God. So it just happened that we felt like having all these children is good, but we still need to give them the sense of belonging and identity. So what we did was to know what the Bible talks about it. And then we came into our church by that time. And then we told the church members that these are God's children because Jesus talks about them. And it's our responsibility as a church to help these children, support these children in each and every way. But above all, we just need to love them as Jesus loves them. And we told them that, but we just want you to come out. If at all you feel like you need to have a child, like to foster a child, please be free to come and pick up a child. So we brought all these children before the church and we told the people that these are the children that the Lord has brought before us, but we just need to love them, take care of them, foster them. And I tell you uh, that as after we shared all this story and after we went through the Bible to teach about this, all the children uh, that we had by that time were brought into the church and many people took them in. So our responsibility was to support the children by school fees, by dressing them and giving them medical and also, you know, take care of whatever, take care of others, uh, of, of other needs. So the family, that whatever family, every family that took in a child, their responsibility was only to love them and to show them Christ and to take them through the Bible study and to disciple them and to ground them into the word of the Lord. So that is one of the things that helped us in the country. And so many other churches now are buying into this model and they are using it because it's the only way that we can be able to raise up children so that they can also be able to be good citizens in the country and so that they can also become useful in our community. And we always tell the people that the children that you forsake right now, these children that you can abandon right now, 10 years from now, if they are not helped now, 
they are the ones that can cause chaos in the country 10 or 15 years from now. They can cause each and every kind of chaos. So what we need to do is to help them right now so that we can raise them in the way of fearing the Lord so that they can become great citizens in the years to come. So that has been the model that we are using and it has successfully worked out well. Amen. Well, man, Daniel, thank you for your example. Uh, bringing in, I think, of that story you just shared, 13 of these orphan kids into a one-bedroom room with you and Erica for a total of 20. And what God has done is just absolutely beautiful. You know, the primary uh, ministry of 360 Serve is to support church planners, but we also support projects. Projects are the tools, the ministries that the uh, pastors use, the church planners use to advance the gospel in their area of the world. And every pastor, every church planner is a little bit different. You know, every movement leader like you is a little bit different in the call of God on their life. And uh, and certainly orphan and orphans is a big part of your ministry. And so we have the opportunity to also come alongside of you. Some of our listeners may be going, well, is there a way that I can be involved? And yes, uh, we support church planners uh, through 360 Serve at $50 a month, and you can support an orphan uh, with uh, Daniel's ministry, uh, $50 a month, and uh, we will get you that profile and uh, their name and a picture, and uh, what a tremendous ministry. So what would that $50 a month do, Daniel, for uh, one of these uh, orphans? Yeah, the $50 will support the child to be able to be in school, will support the child to have food. And with $50, then the child will be able to have like three meals at least a day. And they will have clothes for the school. And they will also be able to have scholastic materials for the school. And yeah, even medical. So this helps a lot. Most of the schools over here, children who have, uh, those children who go to most of the schools, uh, children get only one meal a day. But if a child is sponsored with $50, so that full package can be given to the child. And above all, the child will have three meals at least for each day. Amen. Well, I know there are other needs associated with the orphanage as well. I know that we helped uh, provide one of your buildings there, the main building. It's amazing how uh, little goes so far, $11,000 provided that entire building. And also you have teachers there that sponsor and, you know, equip and train and, and those can be sponsored as well. And so if you want to learn more about, uh, this area, we can, you can go to our website at 360serve.org and learn more. But thank you, Daniel, for this area of, uh, just your story that we've covered today. We appreciate you so much. And it just, it, it just speaks to us about the importance of orphans here and around the world. And we're going to be praying for your ongoing ministry to orphans in Uganda. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Mark. May the Lord bless you. Thank you, Pastor Daniel, for what you have shared with us today. I trust you've been encouraged and moved by this story. Here's your action step of the day. By the way, you need to understand that 360 Serve, we're an action ministry. We're always going to be encouraging you to engage as the Holy Spirit leads. 
One of my favorite Bible verses is found in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. And the New American Standard Version says this, The people who know their God, they will display strength and take action. I love that verse. Action. Is God speaking to you right now? So here's your action step. Go to 360serve.org and then click on Projects. Projects are the tools the church planners use to share the gospel. You'll see things like motorcycles. And these are the tools the church planners use to actually go plant churches into these far-off, distant, unreached areas, you know, in rural areas. You'll see Bibles listed there. And of course, the Word of God that's so powerful to give to new believers, to give to those who are yet learning about Jesus. Uh We saw today and have been hearing about uh, the orphanages. If God leads you, go and you can learn about orphanages and the opportunity to support an orphan for $50 a month. We will also mail to you their profile. We'll give you their picture, a little testimony about their life, some prayer points on how you can support an orphan. All of the projects at 360serve.org that are listed, they're so important. They're vital to the ongoing ministry of the church planners we're supporting. Thanks so much for growing in your understanding of this new way to do missions. See you next episode as we'll hear from Pastor Daniel and learn about his life as a church planner and leading this church planning movement in Uganda. This episode will be a look into the heart of 360 Serve, supporting church planners who are reaching the least reached areas in our world today. Until then, may the Lord bless you.